Good evening. Let's call to order the Bicycle and Pedestrian Advisory Commission meeting of January 29, 2024 at 6.05 p.m. The city strongly denounces hate speech and does not tolerate disruptive behavior in our meetings. Sunnyvale prides itself on the rich diversity of our residents. We are committed to creating a culture of belonging where members of our diverse community feel safe, included, and respected. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone of some procedural items for this meeting. During the meeting, remote participants remain muted when not speaking. If remote participants have a question or comment, please use the raise hand feature. Speakers will be called upon to speak one at a time. Members of the public may participate in person, online, or by telephone to provide public comment. Please submit a speaker card to the staff liaison in person or use the raise hand feature online to, uh, to request to speak or star nine on a telephone. Location and teleconference meeting details are available on the meeting agenda. Captions are available to viewers accessing this meeting via Zoom. Captions can be displayed or hidden using the live transcript button. Comments on matters not on the agenda must be submitted prior to the time I call the item for oral communications. Comments on agenda items must be submitted prior to the time I close the public hearing on the agenda item. Speakers are requested to keep their comments to more than three minutes and time limits will be strictly enforced. Guidelines are posted on the city's website and on the meeting agenda. Uh, whoops, do I do the salute to flag before I have the roll call? Okay, uh, please join me in a salute to the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. By the way, before staff, do we actually have to have the pledge of allegiance every time or can we like omit it? I believe we need to keep it. We didn't have it for a long time, and then it came back. And we didn't have it online, did we? No, we no. didn't have it online because. And Sustainability Commission doesn't have it either. Okay. It just, just shorten it. Just one last thing to worry about. Yeah. Staff, may we please have the roll call? Yes. First, we have Commissioner Bonet. Here. Commissioner Melvin. Here. Commissioner Haveman. Present. Vice Chair Beagle. Present. Commissioner Dave is absent. Mixes Chair Wee. Present. Commissioner Liu. Oops, got rid of you. <laughs> Here. Thank you. So we have six of seven commissioners present, and we do have a quorum. The time is 6.08 p.m. Members of the public will now have an opportunity to address the commission on topics not listed on tonight's agenda. This section is limited to 15 minutes and may be extended or continued after the public hearings or general business section of the agenda. Individuals are limited to one appearance with a maximum of up to three minutes per speaker. A reminder to the public, please submit a speaker card to Steph Liaison or raise your digital hand now or star nine on a telephone if you wish to address the commission. I will call on members of the public participating in person first, then the staff liaison will ask remote participants to unmute their microphone when it is their turn to address the commission. Speakers will have three minutes to speak. Staff, do we have any speaker cards present in person? No speakers. Do we have any remote participants wishing to speak? Uh, no speakers. 
since there are no speakers, I will go ahead and close oral communications at 6.09 p.m. Next order of business is public hearings and general business. Item number 24-0273, consider rescinding the January 18th, 2024 ranking of 2024 study issues and re-rank the 2024 study issues. Is there a staff report?
council metrics um, shown at the at the strategic session, and that was also shared with the BPAC in the past. So that um, is like my could be mileage that was approved in the ATP, mileage that was completed since the adoption of the ATP, um, mode share data, projects that were completed, projects that are in, under design. Um, it may not have the same, like I said, the same look and feel, but we're looking at probably in the near term, possibly an Excel spreadsheet being put out there for and, the public. And would it give the viewer a sense of the status of the plan, meaning the denominator being the projects that's in the ATP, um, as opposed to what was presented in the past is um, the projects that have been worked on and are being worked on but we don't know what else hasn't been worked on. So do you know whether that is part of your idea of what it would look like, including basically telling us how far along we are in the plan? So that would involve maybe tabulating what all the projects are in the ATP so that the viewer gets an idea of how far along we are. Um, I would... I would hazard a guess at it. I'm not certain that we're, we're we we could work towards that, but then I I don't think we're going to have that at the initial out roll the rollout of of the the information that staff is developing right now. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Commissioner Liu. Vice Chair Beagle. Uh, just a continuing question on that study issue. I'm, I guess I'm kind of confused about the scope of the study issue because the the text for it says um, the study would review the goals and identify appropriate metrics. And later it says the metrics would be published on the transportation what or the, the city's website. Is that is the way I read it, the scope is just to identify the metrics and then like, later on once the study is completed and they've been identified to be published or like from what you just answered commissioner Leo's questions like the actual publication of the metrics and the continued publication of it would be part of the study or does that does my question make sense like so yeah. the the study issue would um as proposed <laughs> staff did not write the study issue as proposed um the proposed study issue was to develop metrics, um, study, um, get the input, what it would take to get the information out to the public. So it would not develop a actual web page. It would develop costs and staffing, um, develop metrics, identify metrics, what would be good to have on there, identify the cost and the technical requirements of that to put out onto a website. And then it would require a separate funding plan from city council for actual implementation. Okay, that makes sense. And then could you speak to like where the the costs of this would come from? Like, I, I know it's really difficult to like, like you, we want to avoid getting into the weeds of the costs and stuff, but like part of the reason that the city staff is just uh, recommending to drop it is that they're the, the costs associated with it. And it's like $150,000. Like, what is what makes it difficult to identify the metrics? It requires 
I don't know, that's my rough estimate is about a, a year's worth of work for an individual or, I mean, obviously there's more to once, it. You can't. Once again, this as written by the study issue yeah. proposer, it was to identify study, identify metrics. Right. That's not to say that there are no metrics within there that we were working on. Um, but the proposer felt that I assume that we were not following it and that there would be the one, the wanted metrics similar and, proposed in a similar fashion as the climate action plan website. Right. But I guess I just don't, I still don't follow, like, maybe, maybe you could give a high level overview of like what, like the, the scope of the effort it is to figure out these metrics. Like, so, so the, for the, for the study issue, it was to hire a consultant, okay, go through the ATP, identify what the metrics would be. If there are certain metrics that weren't there, identify what they, those could be, where the data sources would be from, and kind of develop an SOP for that. And um, I, if I remember right, there was also a comparison perspective, looking at other agencies or mm -hmm. looking at other, and then from that point, then developing, seeing what the capabilities of our website are, if we can incorporate it onto there, or if it would need additional resources and uh, technical um, abilities. So whether we need to outsource the website for somebody else to host, and then how much the periodic update of this all this data would be. Okay, so, okay, I got it. So just in summary, um, the study issue is all about just identifying the metrics, figuring out what would need to be measured and like how, how it could be published. And then after the study issue gets finished, there still have to be more budget allocated to actually measuring those metrics and publishing those metrics. So there's more added cost on to this work after the end of the study issue as well, even before we see results from it. Yes. Okay. But yeah, that's, that's the only question I had for that. Thank you, Vice Chair Beagle. Commissioner Melman. Yeah, um, uh, rereading the the scope of the study issue there, um, the, one of the reasons the staff um, did not support it was that um, they had listed that we already get um, um, KSI information, we get safety information, but some of the recommendations of the study issue were looking at um, percentage of um, um, sorry, mileage of planned and newly constructed bicycle facilities by type, which we don't necessarily get that kind of a breakdown. So like class four, class one, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in terms of granularity, before you answer, let me finish. <laughs> um, and then reduction of vehicle street speeds by street, percentage of students biking and walking to school. We do get some of that in terms of the um, uh, census of students and stuff like that, although that only occurs at two points um, during the year. And then also, I guess there are surveys given to students, I'm assuming. But then the other thing was um, recommending to look at other cities' best practices, because other cities seem to be tracking um, their, not as comparison to other cities, but as a, as a recommendation, looking how other cities are gathering those kinds of metrics and how they are presenting them as a best practice for that kind of thing. So um, that was part of the study issue recommendation. So my question is, is that um, although the staff is saying we give you information like this already, 
um, that some of the elements that were requested in the study issue are not necessarily presented to us or to the public in a way that is easily understandable or um, visually um, visually recognizable, like having a, a thermometer or something like that is what I'm saying. So um, now you can answer my question in that respect. So, so at the last update, staff yeah. did give the BPAC some of this data, uh, like the mileage of different classes planned and how much was actually constructed, similar to what we showed to city council during strategic session. Right. Um, and then the data, some of the data, and that's where we were talking about why we would need to, if there's a desire for different ways of showing it or different types of data. Our Safe Routes to School coordinator does collect data at schools through hand tallies and student mm -hmm. surveys, mm -hmm. and that's been provided to the BPAC also, the that information. If, um, but the study issue was, like I said, written so that if if the BPAC was not happy with what's um, the the study issue was was proposed in the vein of that the BPAC is not happy with the data being provided. Staff response to that was that we are providing some of that data, right, and that this is the work effort necessary to gather and benchmark against other agencies uh, and then look at what is possible. Right. I mean, some of the visual, I, I think visual the piece presentation yeah. is is what the consultant would have to look at to see. I I think currently on our web page, on the city's web page, there is nothing similar to what you're asking for. Right. So there is a technical limitation of the city at that point. Uh, but when you compare it to like ESD, which is an outsourced web page, which has similar presentation type things. There is a cost to that for right. the development and the management, the and ongoing the updating, et cetera. The yeah. But I'm just saying that um, um, my question is, is like the members of the public would like one stop shopping basically for this kind of information. Um, right now um, we do get it. The council gets it, but it's sort of in bits and pieces, discrete bits and pieces. It's not an overall um, holistic view of the ATP necessarily and 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 what's going on and so um, my question is is I, I understand you know that we would have to look at a, at a web page and, and developer and stuff like that and as well as how we would get the data and then the cost of maintaining this kind of web page and by that time who knows the ATP might be finished if if the if the gods align but um you know um and the dollars and so forth but you know, um, uh, that was that was that's my concern in terms of the study issue that I think that it is making a point. Um, uh, and, and I would that, say that that, that there needs to be a sort of a whole more holistic presentation of the ATP data. And that that is a good comment from the commissioner. Um, yeah. And I'm just here to answer questions on the study issue. Right. So if that's what you're trying to advocate for it, I would I would honestly save it for another time. If there's a rebuttal for it, uh, staff, the commission asked staff for an answer. I provided the answer. Right, right. If the commission doesn't agree with it, I would just save it for your advocacy at a later point of the meeting. Okay. No, no, no. That that was just my clarification, my understanding with the study issue, because it felt like um, we weren't um, quite getting the holistic impression of that. So um, that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Melman. 
not seeing anyone else. I have a, a couple of questions. So I got the gist of the staff recommendation was um, that does not merit um, discussion because the metrics actually are largely available. Is that an accurate assessment of the, the that reason for not? The metrics are determined in the ATP and staff is working on it. Um, we were requested by the committee at a, at a, during the last update to start putting more of this in there. Mm -hmm. And so we are slowly working towards it. It's, it's a matter of push and pull of resources. Um, one could say we spend more time trying to implement and from the strategic session, you could see like, I'm sure all of you watched it, how much projects my division is putting out plus also public works that we're working on. The, and then there's a limited number of resources. So if we start pulling resources to do prepare study issues, to answer questions on it, to prepare updates on that, we I have to take some people away from it and they may not be working on as many projects. They're doing more updates, gathering more data. So I'm not saying one is more important than the other. Everything works together. Oh no, that was my question. Yeah. My question or my um question for you was mm -hmm. The primary reason for staff not recommending this particular study issue is you believe you already are accomplishing it's, most it's, of those metrics. Is that we are working towards putting the metrics out there. Okay. It And then it's up to the committee to determine if it's in the shape or fashion that you would like to see it. And if, if there's what's identified in the ATP actually satisfies it for you in that sense. Mm -hmm. If not, then this would this study issue would fund it to go look at what say other agencies are doing mm -hmm. and how it's presented. So without the study issue, um, will there be a, just a very simple, not a complicated metrics paper, just, it could be just a spreadsheet or it could just be a list of you know what's done and what's not done with some counts, like a, a spreadsheet kind of thing. I know that the um, ESD um, climate action playbook thing is very, that's, it's very nicely presented. It's a really nice playbook. Um, I, personally, I'd be happy with just a fairly simple, plain web page. It just listed some simple metrics like we've seen in the presentations and be kept up to date, you know, roughly monthly or quarterly so that we can see where we are. Um, and so basically when something finishes, then it gets checked off and then the metrics increment and then we can see that we're making progress and where we are at any given time. Um, could that be accomplished without needing the study issue? Or do we need the study issue in order to get that kind of um, a dashboard it, accomplished? It's about how much, how, well, we're kind of drifting beyond it, but then it's, I think that the expectation is real-time updates. I'm not certain that we can deliver real-time updates. I was asking for, for monthly or quarterly. It would probably be closer to annual due to the resources that we have. So even what the study issue allows me to do is ask to identify it, and then we identify resources needed to get to that level. So if you remember, the ATP did not assign any resources to the division. We were going to do this as currently staffed. Okay. Thank you. That's it for my questions. And not seeing any other questions, I will... Oops. Um, the time is now, let's see what time is it, Six. Oh, my hand just popped up. Okay. <laughs> Commissioner Haifman. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, this is a question and answer period on 
all the study issues, not just this one. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So I actually have a question on DPW 23-05, the Borregas um, plan. There was a study issue with um, um, complete streets on Borregas. And what I wanted to ask, I mean, the staff reasoning for why it should be dropped actually kind of rang with me. But I wanted to ask, with the authors of that study issue, what what were they trying to aim at? In in you know, it's basically three segments that seem to all three be moving quite nicely. Uh, do you have any insight into what the authors were trying to look at with this one that's not being accomplished? So that was a the study issue was proposed by Councilmember Mellinger. And um, I think he wanted to have staff concentrate on Borregas and then doing a redesign. Um, we, and then accelerating all the improvements on there, considering that Moffitt Park, um, all the, the mobile home parks and then making, cause that was gonna be the central spine going from um, downtown, from South Sunnyvale all the way through to the North. So he wanted the spine built as quickly as possible. So, but we've kind of explained what projects we have right now. So those are in motion. Some are under construction. Some have been completed already. Um, and then, um, but it's up to uh, the commission and council to decide. <laughs> what your priorities are and what you, how, how highly you rank all of this. And I guess last year it, it didn't make the, the level of funding. It was, it wasn't deferred last year, was it? Um, it says it was deferred. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. Okay. That completes my questions. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Haifman. Actually, you tickled another question I forgot to ask. Um, and by the way, the other study issue that we're discussing was actually also proposed by um, by council, not by us, because um, they were also saw that there were some metrics that weren't there yet for them. So it was not a BPAC sponsored uh, study issue. The metrics one, I think it was um, Commission our um, council member Cell who brought it up under a lot of advocacy. <laughs> but yeah, there were but there were a bunch of council members sponsoring it though, not us. Sure, just to be clear. Um, but back to the Boregas one. <clears throat> the uh, study issue is asking for an investigation also of improving the bicycle corridor. Um, there are um, significant areas of um, door zone bike lanes along that. And by adding a buffer, you could get away from the door zone. Um, I didn't see the buffered bike lane as uh, one of the other um, projects that was already in play along this corridor. CIP 833000, Sunnyvale Snail Neighborhood Improvements, which would restripe Boragas. Oh, and would narrow down the travel lanes and add a buffer in there. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, but just that. to be clear, that, that buffer is not between the door zone and the bike lane. It's the other side. I understand. Conventionally doing. Yeah. That uh, actually a buffer though does provide extra spot for bicyclists to move into to get around the door, even though it, it's hashed to both separate them from travel traffic. Um, okay. Do I have any other uh, questions before I open the public hearing? Now seeing none, um, 
The time is 6.37 p.m. I'll go ahead and open the public hearing on the specific item. Members of the public wishing to address the commission, please submit a speaker card or raise your hand or dial star nine on a telephone to indicate you wish to speak. Staff, do we have any uh, speaker cards? No speaker cards. Do we have any remote participants? No online. Okay, seeing no public speakers wishing to speak, I will close the public hearing at 6.37 p.m. And now we'll take comments and motions. And by the way, we'll need to go back through all of the drops to first set up. First, let's just have a little bit of general discussion of how people are feeling, and then we can move forward with um, drops, defers, and ranking. Do I have any? Okay. Uh, Commissioner Haifman. Thank you, Chair. Um, my feelings is, first of all, the things we discussed on the 18th, um, they're all pretty much the same in my mind. Those drops and that we did should stay. Um, second of all, though, the Borregas one, even though I know it's an extremely important corridor, there's so much going on on Borregas already, especially up in the um, um, Moffat Park area and all that Google development. And it sounds like there's already a plan in place to stripe the stuff through the southern part, the southern third of the Borregas Avenue to put the buffer in. It's only that short middle distance between 237 and 101 where it doesn't look like there's too much planned other than just to continue to the class two bike lane. But then that's not a through street in that area. So I, it makes sense to me, given all the other things in the city that need to be worked on, that probably maybe we shouldn't be putting a lot of focus beyond what's already happening on Borregas. So I would say either drop it or defer it, but it's already been deferred. So I don't think it can be deferred a second time. Is that correct? You have a question for staff? I guess that's a question for staff. It cannot be deferred a second time. If we defer it, it's already been deferred once. So that's the same thing as drop, I believe. Well, this council has to defer if, it. Yeah. If they decide to defer it again, yeah. Um, so it could either be a defer or a drop, but in both cases, it sounds like it's a drop. Um, the metric, I wanted to comment on that. I didn't have questions, but I wanted to comment on it. The problem is when you look at the ATP, unless you really spend a lot of hours diving into details, you just can't tell how much progress we're making. And I don't know how to do it, but that's what a study issue is for. You bring a consultant in who looks at what other uh, cities are doing and comes up with a plan where a person without spending an incredible amount of time can see what our target is and what we've done. Um, and even if it is an annual update, I mean, I think climate action, they give a report once a year. Um, you know, you at least get a feel for the progress we're making and get a feel for why we're not making more progress. So I actually have that ranked number two. I put it between CDD 24-04 CDD and, of course, DPW 24-02 
Fair Oaks is still my number one. Um, and of course, ESD, we voted last time to defer that simply because Sustainability Commission recommended we defer it. So that's that's my comments. Thank you, Commissioner Hafman. Commissioner Melman. Um, dang it, now I've blanked on what I was, oh, I was gonna say, if uh, a study issue was deferred uh, by the council uh, last year, they will have to review it this year and, and either vote to drop it or proceed. So um, just to clarify that for you, uh, Commissioner Hafman. So even if we, um, vote do not vote to support it. It will still come before council, and they will still um, um, review it and decide whether to drop it or not. Um, so our vote is not necessarily required on that specific. Well, I shouldn't say not required, but um, that regardless of what our recommendation is, the council will review it if it's been previously deferred. So the study issues that have an asterisk by them, I believe were the ones that were already uh, voted deferred by the council. And so they will still be reviewed this year and decided on by the council. So they'll see our recommendations, but um, whether or not they wish to drop or whatever, they have to decide at that thing. And then of course, it cannot be brought up again in the current form that it is in and uh, without substantial revisions and so forth. So sort of like a bill dying in committee. Um, so I wanted to say that. And then the other thing was, is that I think one of the issues with um, the Borregas Avenue um, is thing was the 101 interchange. Um, um, sorry, uh, Borregas Avenue, Duane Del Norte, hang on a second. Um, Well, the proposed bicycle networks between Waddell and 101 and Gibraltar would require all street parking removal. Oh, okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood that. Um, um, so I thought it was talking about a, a 101 overcrossing and I'm like thinking there's still issues with getting over the 101 with bicycles because we only have one bicycle pedestrian bridge and it's on Borregas. So <laughs> never mind. Um, I think that was it for that. And then, um, as far as ranking goes, um, my feeling is is that um, the um, DPW 2402, the Complete Streets Redesign of Fair Oaks is still number one um, on my list there. And then um, the, uh, the uh, other issues with respect um, to ranking, um, you know, fall underneath that, but the Fair Oaks Avenue's redesign is is definitely on the top of the list there for me. So um, I just wanted to state that. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Melman. Commissioner Liu. Yeah, thanks. So I concur with Commissioner Hafman about the metrics it would be great to be able to have a quick view of the status of the ATP. And from what Mr. Ng describes, I don't think that's what we're going to get from, um, if we don't redo, or at least um, if we just go with what the ATP says, I think we'll, we'll just be getting what BPAC is presented once a year, which is 
the great projects that transportation is working on, but the viewer will not quickly be able to figure out how far along are we in the ATP. So hopefully this consultant, if we did do this study issue, could identify a way to report status similar to what other jurisdictions might do, and that would go a long way. I feel that knowing the status of a plan is so important to our decision-making because we can see quickly where we are, what are we held up with, what high-priority high projects are not moving forward and why. And then we can help by focusing city resources toward overcoming whatever obstacles there are. Without such status reporting, we're kind of just working in the dark. And as a scientist myself, you always want data and, and feedback to inform your experiments. So similarly, for these projects, we want information to inform our decisions on where to put resources and whether we need more resources. So I'm going to rank the metrics pretty highly. I think the, the my number one is Fair Oaks. And the reason is when I look at the map of Sunnyvale, Fair Oaks, there's no, there's no, the, the only good north-south connector for the city right now is the Sunnyvale Avenue Borregas. And that is great. I've been riding it and it's wonderful and it's safe for cyclists. But other than that, we really don't have a good one, especially to the east of Borregas and Sunnyvale Ave. And Fair Oaks is a great street to make that our north-south. And it's about half a mile away from Sunnyvale Avenue. So uh, so it's a good in a good location for it. It doesn't duplicate whatever Sunnyvale Avenue and Borregas Avenue provide cyclists. It's an addition to the bicycle network. Furthermore, on Fair Oaks, there's so many stores, like Home Depot is on there, um, a number of other things like Fremont High, although it's not right on Fair Oaks, you get to it using Fair Oaks if you lived in up there um, north of 101. Um, and also people who live north of 101, especially the Lakewood neighborhood, they don't want to have to go all the way to Borregas to come south. That's a little bit out of their way. They want to be able to just take Fair Oaks down to get to downtown and so forth. So, um, and I'm really glad to see staff. It does recommend, like does support this study issue. So that's great um, that there's enthusiasm there. And yeah, um, let me see if I have other comments to make about for the Transit Supportive Policies Study Issue, ESD 2402. I'm going to rank that as opposed to say drop it. I mean, that would be my vote because I don't feel like it's a good reason to drop it just because another commission, oh, defer it. Another commission proposed to defer it. I feel like we should make our own independent decision about that. So I'm going to rank it. Um, 
Yeah. And then I'm going to say we drop the wayfinding signs and the Boragas Avenue. I feel like Boragas Avenue is kind of lower priority. Um, and I don't think it's anywhere near as important as Fair Oak. So rather than keeping it there to compete with limited resources, I'm going to say drop Boragas. It's a very safe street to bike on, and it's a pretty quiet street. It's very residential, so um, I'm fine with it. Um, and wayfinding signs also drop. It's a nice to have, is in my opinion, wayfinding signs. It's nice to have, but I don't see that it's a critical thing for pe for cyclists. Um, and you'd have to put wayfinding signs at every every block for it to be useful. Otherwise the cyclist quickly loses his or her way when going into a new area. So, um, and then also practically everybody has Google Maps now. So that's what I rely on. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Liu. Vice Chair Beagle. Um, all right, I'll just start by saying that I agree with basically everything that my colleagues here tonight have expressed regarding the study issues we ranked last time and the new ones that come up, except for with the, the metrics one. And not that I disagree, it's just coming into this meeting, I had a different opinion than what has been conveyed by uh, Commissioner Hickman and Commissioner Lowe. Um, and, it, it, and I'm almost convinced, but I, I uh, of like the arguments and advocacy they have made tonight. Um, but I guess the way I, I was seeing is that we kind of already know what metrics are and data is missing that staff isn't able to report to us and present to us. And what we really want is it for it to be actually collected, compiled, and presented. Uh, and then with the state way the study issue is written, to me, it felt like the study issue was giving staff a bunch of busy work or a consultant a bunch of busy work with no direct benefit because it provides the the meta of the data. It's like what the data about the data as opposed to the data itself. Uh, like we want more metrics, but from the way I was reading the study issue and the way uh, uh, Dennis was responding, like it doesn't seem to help with that. It's It helps us figure out what metrics to collect. Um, so I guess the question I have for my colleagues here is do we not have a tangible understanding of what metrics are missing in the report like not i, I know we, we obviously have a there's a lack of metrics and we want more metrics but do we not or do we not know what metrics are missing because that is what the study issue would provide us with rather than the actual metrics directly so do any of my colleagues i'd like to hear the response from my colleagues and like maybe I'm kind of incorrect, like, because I, I kind of had a, I thought we were missing like VMT miles or like maps of which streets have which like uh, bicycle classifications, like the the presentation as opposed to like the actual, like the name of the data, like which, which metrics. So I'd like to hear a response from that. Well, I'll just curious. respond as chair quickly. Um, I Pretty much all study users are a little bit meta right. and that they uh, you want to study what you want to do before you do it so um 
yeah, to come up with metrics, we need to study what exactly do we want to do it and and the bound how much that would cost. And then it moves forward with, then you could budget to satisfy your decision. Um, and you notice that we had one um, budget issue already that came up. Rather than studying higher transportation plan, we just budgeted for the transportation plan. Right, exactly. So, yeah. And so the way I view it is instead of spending the money on the study issue, we sh the, the money and the man hours and the labor on the study issue, we should be just making a budgetary issue to actually fund the metrics collection and presentation and analysis. Um, and that's a perfect use case for a active transportation planner. Oh, wow. Where is that? Um, <laughs> so I, I guess yeah. I, I saw a number of hands come up regarding my re request for just some other information about like what data is missing. So I'd, I'd still like to hear from them as well. That's okay, Chair. Yes. And so I'm going to uh, move down the list then with Commissioner Bonet up next. Thank you, Chair. To begin, I would like to endorse the recommendations of the staff to drop the matters identified. And in addition, I would add also my support behind my colleagues at the other end of the world uh, in advocating dropping of the wayfinding because it is largely superfluous and may distract from efforts which could be valuably spent elsewhere. Uh, to that end, I recommend that we keep only two matters here. One, the complete streets of Fair Oak as number one, and number two, the Peary Park specific plan. Although I do like very much the idea of having metrics to let the public understand what the city is doing, perhaps it is actually more imperative that the city as a whole develop metrics and not we just on the bicycle committee. Because if you look at the city webpage, uh, you know, one can see the great number of activities and projects the city is working on and things the city does for the citizens. However, to get an idea of how many potholes were fixed last year, uh, how many streets were repaved, restriped, how many, how many um, kids were educated on bicycle safety in schools. I think a, a more, much broader view would be more useful rather than we advocating here to devote resources to study bicycle specific. I think the city should therefore look at a, a very um, broad and useful metric reporting page for anything that the city is doing. And from budget to tax receipts to um, fire police ambulance services, everything that the city does should be reportable in some manner and, and readily discernible by the public to gauge effectiveness. So in that light, yes, I recommend that although I love metrics and we should have some uh, for this specific plan, I recommend uh, dropping it in favor of a more holistic approach later on. Thank you, Commissioner Bonet. And since I haven't gone on this cycle yet, I'm going to speak now, then I'll uh, call on other commissioners. Um, I am very much in favor of using the drop and defer and ranking that we had earlier. And now are these two additional uh, study issues? Um, I am in favor of dropping Boragas because there are a lot of different developments along Boragas and it's being addressed in a lot of different piecemeal fashions, but most of it's being accomplished. Um, regarding metrics, um, by the way, Sunnyvale actually prides itself in having a lot of metrics, a lot of different areas to measure itself. Um, it's one of the more well-measured cities that I know of as far as establishing performance metrics for its staff. So they react to um, how they're doing based on a lot of metrics. Um, for me, metrics is very much 
understanding where we're going and how we're progressing. And so not doing metrics is like putting a blindfold on and saying, well, we'll just do stuff, but not know if that was the most important thing to do or not. So I am very much in favor of improving our metrics. I do see that um, we're making some progress and having some metrics reported back to us. Sometimes not always in as timely fashion as we would like and it's can more continuous. Yeah, yearly, it's, you know, that's okay. We're still missing um, getting um, safe routes to school metrics. And the last time we had metrics, they weren't very thorough in the safe routes to school space. Um, I'm looking at our peer cities, Cupertino, um, had um, like 10 years worth of metrics in safe house to school. So you actually see where they're progressing or not progressing. And that would, I'm hoping for a stronger basis of ongoing um, systemic um, useful metrics that span ATP so we can see how we're doing. Uh, VMT is a great metric if we could actually measure it. Unfortunately, it's hard to measure so far. I mean, we rely on a lot of statistics that's not necessarily specific to our city. So it's hard to correlate we did this, we saw VMT actually changed in a particular corridor or anything. We, we don't know in that corridor, um, which is too bad. Because I'd like to see more cause and effect and something automated. So it's not a lot of staff time to create these metrics. Um, so currently, um, I'm still with Ferox number one. Um, the Peary Park uh, uh, amendment that we're con considering, I'm actually neck and neck with that and metrics being number two or number three. And then, yeah, I've mentioned um, the other defers and drops. Well, we're dropping Bregas and uh, dropping the wayfinding. Um, uh, wayfinding, hopefully, will come back or just naturally happen in the future. Wayfinding is important, but at this point, we've got more important things to deal with. And um, the deferral for the um, uh, the uh, steady issue proposed by Sustainability Commission, I'm, I'm following their lead because they proposed it. And they're also saying, well, no, we're going to defer it for the moment, given that they're the experts and the, hopefully the study issue they proposed. Um, and it didn't really, it didn't sing to me very strongly. So I'm like pausing on that. So that's where I currently stand. Uh, and now we'll go around for our second round here with first commissioner Melman. And at this point, if anyone does want to make motions, we can start entertaining motions also. Just a point of order. Uh, we want to make sure to put in the record that commissioner Dave showed up. Oh, uh, yes. 649. Let's, yeah. 649. Thank you, commissioner Dave for joining us. Um, and also, if you do have a motion, we're doing drops first. And when we're done with the drops, then we'll defers. And when we're done with the defers, then we'll do the ranking. Uh, Commissioner Melman. Okay. Um, so um, to refresh my colleague's memory with respect to the wayfinding, the reason why we voted to uh, drop it was that uh, the um, transportation VTA is coming up with guidelines within the next few years are finalizing them for wayfinding signage. And so uh, that was the rationale that city staff provided that they wanted to wait until the recommendations or the standardizations came out. So then they could implement something that was in alignment with what VTA recommends. So that was the reason why we voted to um, drop that one. And then um, I would, um, I would, my, my ranking is number one is Fair Oaks. Number two is Peary Park. I would also say at this point that um, we should probably vote to drop Baregas and that um, the last one about the metrics, um, you know, I, I think the issue, the, the fact of the study issue um, that it takes about two years to get a response to a study issue and then the fact that uh, even after that two years, we still have to get funding 
for whatever the study issue recommendation is from the city council. And then even after that, would they have to hire a consultant to develop whatever it is from the study issue? So I think we would be talking about a three or four year timeline if we were lucky enough to pass the study issue and get it approved by the council and so forth um, to even get that metrics in, at which point in time we would be reviewing the ATP, I believe, and making an up recommendations or updates to it at that point in time, probably as a commission um, in that thing. So my recommendation for the metrics, as much as I like the idea of having a more holistic approach to metrics presentation, and I know that Mr. Ng said that the staff is trying to work on it, but due to constraints and, and so forth, um, that there's difficulty in accomplishing that because there are competing priorities. Hopefully um, with the budget issues coming up, we can get more FTE people um, to the Department of Public Works so that um, they can add additional, uh, they can, the additional staff will be able to devote time to something like that, whereas we can have a more, um, um, one stop, one page, whatever approach, and hopefully in cooperation with our city communications department. Because I imagine um, uh, the purpose of the communications department would be to help develop things like this. So it would seem to me that it would be an, a weird thing in a silo kind of way that if um, for a city staff to have to actually hire a separate um, consulting firm to develop a web page and something like that for something which I feel that the communications department should actually be doing the heavy lifting on. Um, but I might be wrong. I mean, I might be uh, out of scope for what their remit is. So, but those are my th things. So I would, at this point, my motion would be um, that um, if, if uh, I can make a motion at this point, because I think everybody's finished discussing, but Commissioner Haifman, did you have any more? And and Commissioner yeah, DeVay? Okay. All right. Then I will wait and then until motions are made at this point. So I'll withhold at this time and wait until we're ready to actually solicit motions. Thank you, Commissioner Melman. Commissioner Haifman. Thank you. Yeah, I I wanted to answer uh, the question that Mr. Beagle asked, or Commissioner Beagle asked, or Vice Chair Beagle, I'm sorry. <laughs> Vice Chair Beagle asked, and that is... Um, I really liked how they did the climate action plan. I mean, there they came up. Now, the, the good news is they had goals. and They got goals that the state has set. That's great. But because those goals are there, they had to build a roadmap. And they built the roadmap, and now you can measure progress against that roadmap. We're in a situation now we have got to dramatically reduce vehicle miles traveled. We need a target. We've got a target in the climate action plan that even the consultant says there's no way we're gonna meet. We know the ways to reduce vehicle miles traveled, how you build projects, but also how pedestrians, bicyclists, and alternate transportation can be used public transit can be used to move people around rather than single passenger cars. The problem I see here is, yeah, you can say, okay, we've, we've had this fewer accidents. We got, you know, this um, number of bicycles being measured, this spot. What I want to know is when do we expect to complete the ATP and 
how are we going to get there? And that's what we don't have. And that's what they've got in the climate action plan. Now, I don't know how to do this. I know it's a lot more complicated because it ties into physical things on streets. But that's what I think it would be good to study. And that's why I've got it ranked number two right behind 2402, the Fair Oaks. Because then we would have a play. I don't, it doesn't have to be called a playbook, but we would have a roadmap to get there and a way to measure how we're doing to get there. And even if, even if the ATP gets redone in another three years, you're still gonna have the same problem. Unless we get to a point in three years, oh, we don't need any more bike lanes. We don't need any more alternate transportation. We're done with that now. Then I'd say, maybe we don't need the study issue. Well, we're a long ways away from that. So that's my comment. Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Haifman. Uh, Commissioner Dave. Whoops. Sorry, I did too many people here by accident. <laughs> Am I on mic? Okay. Um, I just wanted to clarify something with staff. I believe that some of the funding that is used to improve BPAC issues comes from grants, which can be very specific in their nature of what they want to support. Um, if we, for instance, we decide to drop a study issue and a grant comes up that was specifically for that area, are you prevented from putting that idea forward for a grant because we dropped it? Um, the study issues as proposed are not tied to any grant funding sources. Um, they're we've asked the city manager and council for all these, we've identified in these study issues that they should be general fund. General fund, okay. Um, and then what happens when grant um, applications, when calls for projects comes out, we take a list of projects. So like within ATP, some of the, the spot improvements or the corridor improvements, and then we apply some of, we figure out what's the most best candidate for it. And then we use um, some grant matching funds from somewhere, whether it's TIF or general fund or something. And then we go and apply for that. Um, it's difficult to apply that for steady issues because um, we were able to do that for the Caltrain station access study, but it's difficult for like, um, we'll say like doing benchmarking or doing um, developing um, um, if measures for benchmarking. And then uh, just because grants are out there are actually more geared towards physical capital, that's where the majority of the funds are for, is for capital improvement. We were able to find a planning grant that worked well with the Caltrain study but then it's it's not the norm. Thank you. <clears throat> okay. Thank you, Commissioner Dave. Uh, Commissioner Liu. Yeah. So I would like to make a motion to drop the 
Wayfinding Signs, DPW 2303, and Boragas Avenue, DPW 2305. And do I have a second? I had further commentary before we had gone to the motion. Well, if we do have a motion, that way I need a second. Yes. Then we can have discussion. Correct. And just to clarify, um, to to drop each study issue, it would have to be a separate motion for each. Each one. Yes. Yeah. yeah so we have, yeah. Okay. We have a motion to drop the wayfinding one. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, well, this is interesting. Okay. Vice Chair Beagle. Wait, so that was already seconded, right? No. 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 I'm waiting for a second. Okay. Then I second to drop the bicycle wayfinding plan. Thank you. Is there any discussion on this motion? Okay. Seeing no hands raised for discussion, uh, may we have a roll call vote, please? Commissioner Haithman? And let's see. Oh, I have to request before you can turn it on. Uh, yes, you'll, um, yeah, when you hear your name, hit request and I'll uh, hopefully nimbly click you. I think it would just be easier if we all put our requests on and yep. then you would just go down yep. the list. Put all your requests on, on and then I'll check people off. So go ahead and if you haven't, yeah. Yeah, no, I vote in favor. Thank you. Thank you. Next is Chair Wee. Yes. Commissioner Bonet. Oops. Commissioner Liu. Yes. Yes. Vice Chair Beagle. Yes. Uh, Commissioner Melvin. Yes. Commissioner Dave. No. Thank you. So we have six yes and one no. So the motion carries to drop DPW 23-03. Thank you. Commissioner Melman. Um, yes, so with respect to the active transportation plan and the metrics, um, when the ATP comes up to review, we can actually build in a requirement for metrics into a roadmap into the ATP review. So Commissioner Haifman, to answer your question, how do we get those in, that information? We can actually modify the ATP at that time and bake in um, specific metrics and requirements at that point in time. So um, even though we might've been remiss the last time where we didn't um, perhaps think out as clearly as what we want, now, going forward, when it comes up for review, we will be able to be more specific and require um, specific metrics be followed and reported to us and specify the format as well at that point in time. Also, um, a quick question to Mr. Ng regarding VMT. There is a way that the city is required, I believe, by the state um, as part of uh, the, the overall state requirements for reducing vehicle miles traveled, right? For measurements on that kind of thing or estimates or however it's done on a, re a regular basis? We provide estimates to ESD for that. Okay, and that is, uh, okay. So so that is actually being tracked actively on a regular basis because it's a requirement um, put forth by the state as part of it, the, the um, I'm blanking on what the law was. <laughs> I'm sure Ms. the commissioner, Chairperson Wee probably knows it, but uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm blanking on it right now. But I know that as part of the um, 
the requirements, the reason why we built that whole climate action plan was that a requirement came down through the state that we had to develop one and then um, have a climate action goal with reduction of VMT as part of that um, baked into that. So, and um, the, in that case, I would like to make a motion at this point in time to, um, we had just voted on the wayfinding. So, um, the DPW 2308, I would like to make a motion to drop. That's the metrics one. Yes, that is the metrics. Is there a second? I, could, I might want to second. I have a question first for the, for the maker of the motion. Certainly. Okay, that's a question for the maker of the motion. Uh, you mentioned when well, the AT. Actually, we do need a, a second before we discuss it. The order. Well, I, so we have a, we have a motion. We have to have second. Then we have discussion, and then we you vote up or down. He can withdraw his second, can he? After after the make he seconds or not? No, no, he cannot. Okay. Okay, then I'll, I'll second it now. Okay. okay. And then I'll... <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, then so technically you speak to your motion first if you want. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. But okay. Do I speak to you motion? Okay, so the reason why I'm um, speaking to this is that um, um, I think for actual time constraints, making it a study issue um, and uh, for the metrics and so forth would be the most inefficient way to get this information. And so I think that um, it would be a better way to um, look when the ATP revisions come up to um, specify what we want to see, how we want it to present it to us, and how <clears throat> the revisions to the ATP plan um, would be uh, have that information baked in and would be a requirement for city staff to provide in a manner uh, specific. So um, that is why I'm doing that. Uh, my feeling is, is that, as I've said previously, the timeline for a study issue is two years for a study issue. And even if we get a study issue recommendation, it would still have to go before the council a second time after that and be voted on or dropped by the council after that. And then once we do that, um, we still have to get funding for it. Um, so even if it gets approved by the council, um, there's no guarantee that the monies would be there. Um, and then once we get the monies, that would still be at least another year or or, or uh, three quarters or, or so for implementation of whatever we're looking for. So um, given the fact that I believe the next review of the ATP is in, um, Mr. Ng, can you please refresh? When would the ATP be up for review? Um, if I remember correctly, we started working on the ATP in 2018. I thought it was 2028 was was when it comes uh, up for review. So please would, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, it's probably about when, because it takes us a few years to actually get it to that point. Right. Because um, it was a we started working in 2018 and we got it approved in 2020. Right. So it would be something following under that same similar schedule. Right, right. So I think I think it was a ten year cycle, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So ten years from approval or ten years from implementation uh, from uh, initiation. If if you, you could, it's one and the same because if it's ten years from uh, approval, okay, then you still have to bake in some time to. Start yeah, yeah. So so roughly 2028 probably will start look the beginnings of looking at it, and then 
whether when it comes up for a vote, whether that's 2030 or, or whatever, that's that's the time it would come before us and the council um, for review and approval. So um, that that is why I'm recommending we drop at this point in time. Um, Vice Chair Beagle, do you want to speak to your second? Uh, OK, well, speaking to the second, I second it because I agree with everything that Commissioner Melvin has said, um, although I I do still have some concerns dropping it because like 2028, just to start the discussion, is still a long time away. And I, I understand that you can't really rush this and get it faster. Like a study issue is not going to, we're not going to get it much faster if we go through a study issue. And that's only if the council approves it, mind you. Yes, exactly. Um, but uh, I, I think I will continue to vote to drop it. Uh, but I do recommend that the commission goes to council and advocates for the, like explains the reason why we as a commission have dropped it and like what we're looking for and like what we want, like when we, when the study issues, our recommendation goes to them yes. uh, to, to convey this information succinctly uh, rather than having them have to read the meeting minutes or watch the, the video. I, I think we should do a presentation with all this rationale. As a reminder, if the vote to drop fails, it can be brought up again for deferral list. So um, if people are on the fence about it, I'm just saying. Yeah. Okay, before I go to Commissioner Liu, I actually want to make a comment here. Um, yeah, the last time we had 17 years ago between actual transportation plans, we had 2003, I think, was an actual transportation plan. And then we brought it up. We were trying to get it going and didn't get it going until 2018, five years after it was supposed to have gotten going. And so it ended being 17 years between actual transportation plans. So it can be a really long time. Um, uh, hopefully we'll do better this next time. But um, just to give you a warning that it can be uh, decades, not just a few years. Right. Um, Commissioner Liu. Yeah, I wanted to make some comments in response to Commissioner Melman's comments. So it is a long time away before we start reviewing and redoing the ATP. That's 2028, so that's four years away. If we did this study on the metrics now, it will not be wasted. It will inform what we can put into the next ATP. So I don't see it as redundant to what we're doing later. It's actually gonna start us we're going to do the work earlier and then we just have it all done. And the benefit of doing it now is then we may be able to implement it sooner than having to wait until 2030 when we get the new ATP done and adopted. So it just gives the city more flexibility in starting it earlier and we can start measuring metrics earlier um, and that's really valuable rather than delaying. It's going to be six years away before we start implementing it if we waited until the next ATP version. And I don't see a disadvantage to doing it now. Thanks. Oh, and yeah, so that's all. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Commissioner Liu. Um, Commissioner Melman. Yes, in rebuttal to that, I did not state that the metrics were redundant, okay, uh, to be specific. What I stated was is that given the time frame 
for the study issue with approvals that more than likely we'd be revising the ATP. Some of the information that is on this list we are already receiving. Um, and so um, it's not like we're not getting this information at all. We do have this information. It's just that we're asking for it to be in a more specific, um, to be in a, in a more, I, I, I mean, for the gist of what I'm looking at in terms of the, um, the study issue is that it's looking to identify metrics and present them in a manner, uh, to go back to the scope here, um, to um, research how other jurisdictions are tracking, reviews the goals and identified and appropriate metrics to measure towards the goals. Now we do have already have metrics that we are receiving. So um, in that respect, so it's not like the, we're not getting the information at all. We are receiving the information. Um, we're receiving information on KSI incidents. We're receiving information on percentage of students walking and biking to schools. We are receiving information on when projects have been in, uh, completed on specific streets um, and, and so forth. So um, we are getting some of that. And Mr. Ng wanted to comment on that. Um, it, it, not necessarily comment, but the, just to correct some data. Yeah. So I uh, previous um, question was um, when when is the ATP going to be updated? So I just checked our CI funded CIP. There is a fund. There is a project for the next update. Um, right now, it looks like it's scheduled for fiscal year twenty nine thirty. But that's not to say that it couldn't be corrected. We revisited every two years and funding could be accelerate, moved up or pushed back or something. Um, and then just, well, just a quick piece of information out there. If the commission remembers each at each annual update, we've been, staff has been learning just like um, the commission mm -hmm. and the commission has been asking for more things each time. And then I think staff, I've been trying to be as receptive as possible within resources and giving you as much as you, as I can provide in that sense. So, um, and take that into consideration for like, when you say like, there's certain things that you'd like to see available, we may be able to give you something if I'm not taxing my staff too much and bending the resources too far. Right. Question for you, Mr. Ng. Um, if the state uh, government were to come up with uh, a law that would require a revision to the ATP, would that um, um, speed up the timeline for our land revisions? Because obviously we had like a, a beginnings of an ATP and then some state laws came down, which added to changes to the ATP and then expanded the scope or the development and then had specific goals that were outlined. So if the state came down with a new goal as a response to climate action plan or something saying that, okay, your new goalpost for vehicle mile reduction is now this by X number of years, would that speed up the timeline requirement for revision of the ATP? Or is that a possibility is what I'm saying, asking? There always is a possibility um, staff is tracking that assembly bill also mm -hmm. that you're kind of describing in a roundabout way right um i don't think it's made its way out of it ha i don't think it's been signed into law no no and 
um, we did provide some comments on that about it being um, potentially an unfunded mandate um, and then that staff would need to track it further to identify because there is, as you described, a requirement in that as it's currently written right. for the ATPs to for agencies that don't have ATPs to right. create one. Right. And then from that point on, then they would need to develop a funding plan and an, um, um, a way for people to track that the progress is being made towards it. Right. We... Fortunately, in the sense we have an ATP, so we are in compliance with that. We mm -hmm. would still be subject to the the um, newer requirements if they the came down. Requirements like the the yeah. completion, right? And then, um, but um, like I said, we will have to. It could be so the state can. I, I can't give you a straight yes or no, right? On that one. And and my other question would be is, is if city council um, came and said that um, we need to revise this ATP or, or had a requirement that the ATP had to be revised uh, ahead of the timeline. I'm, I'm just doing as a supposition. Um, would that also influence the timeline? If there was a recommendation came to the council that we have to revise this due to whatever regulations or new requirements or city new city goals that came down the pike? Yes, that's, that's a possibility, but... Um... Just so you're aware, we do periodically, as part of specific plans, right. we deviate from the ATP because of land use changes, and those are also adopted by council. So right. what I call um, deviate minor deviations from there, which could add right. different types of facilities if you were to read the ATP in a vacuum. Right. Okay, and yeah, we're. I was about to comment, but I wanted to let uh, staff finish. Yeah, so we've gone away from the metrics part of the ATP into uh, some other. Uh, right, areas. right, but I, I, it was going towards my justification for for reason to drop. So okay. that's that's why I was asked this, uh, getting that information. So thank you, thank and you. I've got one correction. Actually, it was two thousand six when our last bicycle plan was done. It was actually fourteen years right. until twenty twenty when we had active transportation plan. Right. So let me. Just correct the record there. I said 2003. I just misremembered. I looked in my, I found the document. It's 2006, <laughs> the bicycle plan. Um, any other discussion before I call for roll call vote? Okay. Uh, let's have a, oh, um, so the motion is to drop, what's the number? 2308, 308 uh, metrics. Okay. Uh, so reiterate, this is um, proposed by Melman and seconded by Vice Chair Beagle. Yeah. All right. So the random roll call starts with Commissioner Haithman. No. Thank you. Chair Wee. No. Thank you. Chair, uh, Vice Chair Beagle. Yes. Commissioner Melman. Yes. Oops. Sorry. Tim was not fast enough on the figure. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Dove. Yes. Commissioner Liu. No. Thank you. Commissioner Bonet. Yes. So we have four yeses and three noes. So majority uh, yeses. So the motion does carry. Thank you. Commissioner Liu. 
I'd like to make a motion to drop Boregas Avenue DPW 2305. Vice Chair Beagle. I second that motion. Uh, discussion. Oh, actually, let me first have um, Commissioner Liu speak to your motion. Yeah. I spoke earlier about it. I don't have much more to add. I I bike it, um, and it's a very it's a quiet residential street. I feel very safe on it. Um, yeah. And Vice Chair Beagle, for your to your second. Yep. Uh, basically the same what Commissioner Leo said. Uh, it's there's a large large number of in in progress items on the corridor and many that were just completed and it's a pretty safe corridor as like already uh, I, I think we should be focusing our time elsewhere in the city thank you any discussion well, it was open for discussion but you no. Yes, Commissioner uh, Melman. Yeah, um, I was going to say I concur with it um, in the fact that um, a lot of things have moved very quickly um, since the time this was proposed by uh, Commissioner Mellinger at the time. And so um, I believe that um, it's moot at this point. Thank you, Commissioner Melman. Any other discussion? Ms. Okay. Ms. Wong, may we have a roll call vote on dropping, sorry, what was the number? DPW 23-5, uh, Borregas. Thank you. Okay, so starting with Commissioner Heathman. Yes. Chair Wee? Yes. Commissioner Liu? Yes. Commissioner Dove? Yeah, wait till you're red. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Melman? Yes. <laughs> Vice Chair Beagle? Yes. Commissioner Bonet? Yes. So we have seven yeses, and the motion carries to drop DPW 23-05. Okay, and um, for commissioners, if actually everyone, if, I wish I had a light all up button, so I could just then, I could hear, I could click, but uh, sometimes I'm missing it, I have to, when people add themselves, things bounce around. <laughs> so I think you can click the button over here and unmute someone. So if you click that, this button. I can just unmute directly? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, can, you could pin all seven of us to the top. And then we're going to stay in the same order yeah. on your screen. Does it work to unmute? Pin up. So like there's like there might be some, but I guess in situations where staff is like above. I'm not sure if uh, pinning is. I think it's just easier if we all green light when it comes time to vote. Just everybody hit their green lights, and then he can. Then I can choose, and then unmute yourself. I mean, then drop yourself right after yeah. you vote and chop yourself and off. Then drop. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, even if you add yourself all, I can just quickly click everyone on. I don't have a. In the, on the sidebar here, they're consistently ordered. But if we, they're going to be out of, they're going to be random ordered. If you have Let's a... just do that. Let's get this moving. Okay. We'll get it moving. Okay. Um, do we have, afterward, we've had three drops so far. Do we have uh, any other motions to drop? 
Okay, seeing none, we'll move to deferral. Do we have a motion to defer? Commissioner Haifman. I move we defer ESD 24-02. Uh, which is 24-02, sorry, Mike. Transit support Transit, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we have a second? Vice Chair Beagle. Oh, I guess I keep seconding. I second that motion. Thank you, Vice Chair Beagle. <laughs> um, and Commissioner uh, Haven, do you want to speak to your motion? Um, well, we talked extensively about this at the meeting at the on the 18th, and nothing has changed. Um, and I think it, it's an important issue, but I respect the Sustainability Commission for choosing to defer it, and I think. It was a wise choice on their part, and we're going to support. And I want to support it. Thank you, Commissioner Haifman. And Vice Chair Beagle, do you wish to speak? Okay. Okay. Now we're going to try something different. I'm going to hear the name. I'm going to hopefully unmute you immediately without you having to push a button. Don't don't, don't worry about pushing the button. It's fine if he does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. okay. We have the roll call vote on the defer of the uh, transit. Study issue. Okay, up first is Commissioner Dave. I have to hit your green button. Yeah. Just... Oh, okay. Do you worry? Yeah, there we go. So a yes means defer. Yes. The motion is to defer. So a yes vote would be to defer. Yes. May I vote last, please? No, it's uh, always an okay. order. It's a oh, random. Order. It's a random just, order. Random order. All right. I am uninformed. I pass. Abstain. Abstain. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Okay. Uh, thank you, Chair. We. Yes. Commissioner Liu. No. Thank you, Commissioner Bonet. Yes. Commissioner Haithman. Yes. Vice Chair Beagle? Yes. And Commissioner Melvin? Yes. So we have five yeses, one no, and one abstain, and the motion carries to defer ESD 24-02. Thank you. Okay, do we have other motions to defer? Uh, Commissioner Liu? Uh, no. I uh, I don't have any other motions to defer, but I wanted to make a motion to oh sorry uh, to uh, rank the remaining. Um, actually, the ranking is have um, now. If we're moving to ranking, um, we'll just record. We'll just go through. Um, staff will call each of our names. We'll state our ranking, and then she'll compile them, and then we'll have the results. Is that correct? Yes, that's yeah. correct. We have discussion on issues to rank. So do we have any discussion on the rankings? I think we've already articulated our preferences. We've, yes. Um, I believe it's just Fair Oaks and Perry Parks and the staff will remind us of the, yeah, she'll be asking us. Okay, so what's up for ranking is CDD 24-04, which is Perry Parks Pacific Plan Amendment. 
And the second one is DPW 24-02, Complete Streets uh, Redesign of Fair Oaks. Thank you. Do we have any discussion? Looks like we're ready to rank. Okay. Uh, okay, so first we have Vice Chair Beagle. I will rank uh, Fair Oaks 1 and Perry Park 2. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Melvin. I would rank uh, the, sorry. Wow, when I hit my thing. Um, DPW 2402, Fair Oaks is number one, and Peary Park, which is, sorry, it's all the way at the, at the other end of the, the list of, of <laughs> things as, because um, I'm not on the spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, CDD 24 CD, thank you. Yes, yeah, CDD 24-0-4. Yes. Um, staff, can we just give the name? Do we have to actually say all the numbers? It's just very confusing. It's hard you, to remember. You, no, no, no. That was just my own preference. You, we could okay. just say the name. So I'm I'm being complex. I apologize. Okay. Trying <laughs> to make this very fast and memorable. Yes. <laughs> so um, I would rank that as number two. Uh, so you, you don't have to say the exact number. You can say Peary Park 1 or... I'm for just, Thank you. Yeah. And then, yes, I did. Thank you. Uh, next, we have Commissioner Dave. Fair Oaks 1, Peary Park 2. Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Bonet. First, Fair Oaks. Second, Perry Park. Thank you. Come, oh, Chair Wee. Fair Oaks, number one. Perry Park, number two. Thank you. Commissioner Hickman. Fair Oaks, one. Fair Oaks, one. And Perry Park, two. Thank you. And Commissioner Liu. Fair Oaks, one. And... Um, much lower Perry Park too. Thank you. Now give me just a second to put the rankings on the sheet and I'll share it on the screen just to, for everyone to convert. Okay, so now I'm sharing the final results. So we have ranking in number one is the Fair Oaks. Uh, ranking number two is the Peary Park, and we're deferring ESD 24-02. 
and dropping DPW 23-03, 23-05, and DPW 23-08. Thank you. Okay, if everything looks good, then uh, I will be waiting for a motion to accept this ranking. Vice Chair Beagle. First this time, not second. Uh, I move to uh, accept the ranking as shown by staff. And Commissioner Liu. I second that motion. And do either of you need to speak to your motion? Thank you. May we have a roll call vote, please? Okay, so Vice Chair Beagle. Yes. Commissioner Haithman. Yes. Commissioner Liu? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Chair Wee? Yes. Commissioner Dove? Yes. Commissioner Bonet? Yes. Thank you. Commissioner Melman? Yes. Thank you. So we have seven uh, yeses and the motion to rank, uh, to accept the ranking of 2024 study issues is um, passed. Thank you. <laughs> Next order of business is non-agenda items and comments. A reminder, my colleagues, use the raise hand button to indicate you wish to speak. Are there any non-agenda items or comments from commissioners? Commissioner Liu. Thank you. So I attended the strategic planning workshop, as I mentioned, the whole day, and um, listened with great interest to the active transportation section that Mr. Taylor presented. At the end of that session, there were two questions asked of council, which was basically choose one or the other. And the first choice was to continue as usual with grant funding as our primary source of funding for active transportation projects. And the second choice was in addition, supplement it with additional city funds. Should we do that? And um, I just wanted to ask, or, or at least make a statement that it would be helpful, at least for me, to know what does that additional city funds buy us? What does it, what will it make possible that if we did not have it, then we can't do what or if we did have it, then maybe we could do what? Maybe it's to match grants or hire more transportation staff. Um, so that's that's a question for Mr. Ng, but um, or at least it's just to put it put it out there for for you if if you feel like answering it. <laughs> point of order. What's the point of order? Commissioner, the city Oops. staff generally does not respond to commissioner comments. Well, the they have a time to respond to their comments if they wish to at the end of this. There's commissioner uh, questions and then comments. So, But they can respond next cycle also. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was the question again? Um, the question was, you know how Mr. Taylor put up a slide at the very end of his presentation and it was, uh, one of the choices for council was, should we add additional city funds to the method of applying to grants? 
Um, and my question was, what would those additional city funds allow us to do that we couldn't do now? Um, so I'll try to kind of quickly answer it. Hopefully it doesn't go back and forth. Um, the additional funds would allow us to go after more grants um, as they came up and staff bandwidth was available for it. Um, and then uh, the, it could also be construed as um, having funding specifically for the projects, fully funding it by the city. So it was open-ended for councils direct for council to consider and then to provide direction to city council. I mean, to city staff. All right. Thanks for answering that. And then I just have one more comment and um, it's an apology. So Mr. Taylor in his presentation said that he was demoralized and that the transportation team was demoralized because people are saying that there's, he said, there's nobody, I mean, sorry, there's nothing being done in the ATP. Whereas in reality, Mr. Taylor said, we are doing all these. It was something like 40 projects that are active right now. And um, so I apologize for adding to the demoralization of staff. I know I have been, um, sort of putting pressure on getting things going. And my point is, I mean, my my purpose is not to demoralize anybody. I understand it's important to stay motivated and that is not the way to do it. So I'm sorry for my role in making staff feel demoralized. Um, I do feel passionate about active transportation, as you can tell. And that's the source of the pressure that I am putting on the progress for active transportation development. So, um, but I do want to also acknowledge that staff has been working very hard and I really appreciate that. And um, I can imagine it's, it's a lot of pressure given very little resources and that must also be demoralizing to have a mandate to do certain things, but not have enough resources to do it. Um, and uh, despite that, you did complete the Sunnyvale Avenue bike lanes, and I really appreciate that. I biked on it multiple times now, and it's mostly quite a nice route to go on for me by bike. And then up in Moffitt Park, I don't bike up there as much, but I have friends and neighbors who work up there and they rave about those bike ways up there. I think they're class four bike ways and um, they're really nice. So I just wanted to thank staff for that. Thank you, Commissioner Liu. Any other comments from other commissioners? Okay, I'll make one comment. I would also like to thank staff for um, making a lot of progress in the ATP. Uh, thank you for accomplishing quite a bit this past year. Staff. I have a question. Oh, uh, Vice Chair Beagle. Uh, I just wanted, so I didn't prepare for this comment, but it did occur to me that I probably should mention it. Um, during the city council meeting last Tuesday, so since, so between these two meetings, uh, I 
uh, the council pushed forward two study issue proposals that are just related to our interests. And I thought I should bring those up. Uh, one of them was that there's a study issue relating to uh, like intersection redesign and safety near uh, the two high schools in this city. Well, I mean, one of them's not in the city, but Homestead High and Vermont High. Uh, there, a number of the counselors co-sponsored a study issue related to improving that. Um, and then Commissioner Councillor Mellinger proposed a study issue related to uh, AB 413 and uh, paint or curb painting. Uh, and I think there was some other things with it, but I have to go back and look at the study issue, what the what's in the text of it. But just for my colleagues to be aware that there are two study issues that are relevant to our interests that are now on the table uh, that you should be aware of. Yeah. Thank you. Staff. Uh, just to clarify and then to add on to that, uh, what happened at the last council meeting was actually a budget proposal from council member Mellinger. And then um, at the end of the strategic session, there was actually another study issue similar related to AB 413. It was from the mayor um, proposing study a study issue for uh, developing a program or how we can use volunteers or citizens to help paint curb. Thank you. Are there any other comments from staff? Uh, just one. So just a reminder that the city council meeting, uh, oh, sorry, the study issues and budget proposals workshop will be held on February 15th at 8.30 a.m. And a reminder to commissioners that the February BPAC meeting will be discussing the TDA Article 3 funding recommendations and the utility bill insert concepts, which I sent the previous one to uh, commissioners through email. Um, and that the Tasman Pedestrian Bicycle Improvement Study will also be coming to BPAC next month. Yeah. That's very exciting. Thank you very much. I've been waiting Wong. eagerly since I proposed. <laughs> okay. Um, the meeting is adjourned at 7.51 p.m. And I want to thank everyone for their participation in tonight's meeting.